Press the Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What a jarring intro for <laughs> <laughs> this next episode. I pressed the wrong button. We're, it's been two weeks since we recorded, so yeah, we're out of practice. Yeah, I pressed the wrong button. That's a good idea. Just keep adding a new intro every wrong button we press. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We're, we're some saying that at the beginning. Subscribe. Now. Yeah. yeah. We, we have to uh, say it at the beginning. Because you guys don't listen to the last couple minutes. Which is fair. Which is it's fine. Yeah, I don't listen to the last couple minutes of any other podcast. I skipped all, yeah. I don't listen to podcast actually um i listen i take that back i don't listen to new podcasts when it comes to my media i'm um especially podcaster a uh, podcasting i don't like change so i only listen to my favorite murder and conan o'brien's podcast i really like uh pop culture happy hour that npr does nice and, nice anything uh, npr does is they just have a few okay really good in my ones. book yeah and uh i never the, thought in my life i'd be like npr yeah, good. honestly, yeah. Planet Money is really good. Yeah, Planet yeah. Money is really good. Have yeah. you seen their TikTok account? No. Oh, it's it's like this one dude, and he's just very awkward, and like it's really good. They do a great job. Let's check that out. Yeah. Uh, the other one. Oh, I I just got into Modern War Institute, which is by uh the Army. What's the academy? Not Annapolis. Uh, what West Point? West Point. Yeah. yeah, it's out of West Point. It's not by like a student. It's by like an adult who is there. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's they have like all these interviews with really interesting nice. fucking people. So cool. uh, I highly recommend Conan O'Brien's podcast. You Conan, told me about Conan it. O'Brien. Just one of my like if if my entertainment career ever goes anywhere, my goal is to meet Conan O'Brien. He's just such That's a your he, one guy, he, dude. He's he's like comedically, he's like my like number one. Okay. Um, and he did an interview with, and like very rarely when I listen to interviews with people, I'm like. I'm like, you know, I'm into it. I'm like, this is great. I love listening to this. But I'm like, you know, when it's over, I'm like, yeah, it was a good interview. But, like, he interviewed uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. And me and Casey were listening to it in the car ride to, uh, I think, Emo Night. Uh, I can't remember which one we were going to. But at the end of it, we were both like, we don't, like, during it, we looked at each other. And he was like, he was like, I don't want this interview to end. And I was like, (laughs) me neither, dude. I was like, this is one of the best interviews. Because it's like listening to... Like, my favorite entertainer talked to someone who's made, like, 85% of the best movies of our generation. Like, just fucking... And it is funny, because I had this weird, like, notion that Quentin Tarantino was, like, this, uh, like, super, like, stoic and, like, mysterious dude. But no, no, he's, like, super into westerns and shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I love westerns. One thing I've seen from all of his interviews is, like... The dude loves movies, and he knows a lot about Dude, it's movies. crazy how, he like... He talks about movies from, like, the 40s yeah, and the 50s yeah, all yeah. the time. And he was like, talking like, to Conor O'Brien. And, like, he like, loves them. Yeah, he I'm was like, like, yeah, this uh, that Western from, like, 1922. And I'm like, Jesus how Christ. the fuck do you... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he talks really about, like, shit. all these, like, classic uh, Western actors and stuff like that. He's, yeah, I guess it, to be one of the greatest... Like, Quentin Tarantino is one of the greatest directors of all time. It's a little bit of a foot perv. Uh, yeah. What's yeah, with all the feet? Yeah, it, like, because there's that whole scene in From Dust Till Dawn, which he didn't direct, by the way. So I wonder how he snuck that one in there, where Selma Hayek puts her foot in his mouth. Uh, wait. Um, 
wait, yeah. What if that was how it started? Dude, he's yeah. like, oh, he's like, fuck. oh, this is the move. He was like, this is good. Did he write it? I'm gonna run with that. Did he write from Dust Till Dawn? Oh no, that was that was because uh, I thought he directed it. Um, but that's the vampire yeah. one, right? Um, I thought he directed it, and I was like, uh, "Oh, that's another Robert Rodriguez movie." Is it really? We were talking yeah. about him last episode. Um, speaking we of, we stand Robert. Yeah, Rodriguez. Dude, Robert Rodriguez is the move. Uh, speaking of from Dust Till Dawn, I remember written by Quentin Tarantino, not directed. Oh, okay, yeah, written, written. Okay, that there makes you sense. go. He's yeah, like, yeah. and somehow yeah, puts, it puts her, her foot in my mouth. mouth. <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean, his mouth. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, growing up, my real dad would let me watch From Dust Till Dawn all the time, and I watched it. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember there being vampires and like people dying. And I was like, that's probably not, like, the best movie for, like, a five-year-old to watch. And then nah. I watched it as an adult, and I was like, this really isn't a movie no. that a kid should have been watching. I watched it, like, nine times when I was at his house. And I didn't realize Robert Rodriguez directed uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I once Which went, makes sense, because it's got fucking Selma Hayek and shit in it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I once went walked in on a friend watching that movie at the reveal, basically. Oh, okay? really? And I was yeah. like... The fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then I watched a, a decent amount of the movie later, and I was like, okay, well. And then I, uh, my girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast, so I I can admit this; she'll never hear it. She, I volunteered for us to watch that movie and pretended to have never seen it before. Oh yeah. And so we're like a, a quarter or fifth of the way in or whatever, and I'm like, I think they're gonna like turn into vampires. Or yeah. Some shit. Because she's like, where's this movie going? Yeah. And it like blew her mind her. that I yeah. predicted yeah. it. <laughs> and until I maintain that I totally very called nice, it. Very nice, very nice. Robert Rodriguez makes a very specific type of movie. He's a weird. He makes a niche. very so he so he made Once like Upon a Time in Mexico themed like horrorish like action. A cheesy movies, yeah. So he, campy. yeah, campy, campy, very campy. He did Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Machete. He did Death Proof, and I really liked Death Proof. You ever see that? Oh, wait, he did that. He did Death Proof. Yeah, I think Quentin Tarantino wrote it. Though. No, Quentin Tarantino yeah. did write Death Proof. I love. He wrote Death Proof, Death Proof and uh, know, Planet I thought, Terror. I thought that Death Proof was directed by Tarantino. I had no idea. What the fuck does Robert Rodriguez have to do with it? And it, it is directed by Tarantino. That, but I looked up Robert Rodriguez's uh, let's look, let's see, what uh, does he do? movie thing. I really, really like uh, Death Proof. It's like one of my favorite. Of the Tarantino's. I love Death Proof. It's yeah. so weird and like, what does Robert Rodriguez have to do with this fucking? You know movie? what I mean? According uh, every time I I did Death Proof Robert Rodriguez Grindhouse Grindhouse keeps showing up directed by Robert Rodriguez yeah Planet Terror which is like the same it's like a double feature with Death Proof I love that scene where stuntman Mike is like in the car with that blonde girl and oh. and he's like uh, he's like because he has the whole like box in because it's a stunt car. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know this car is death-proof, right? And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, but you got to be sitting in my seat to get the full effect and slams on the brake and her face, like, smashes oh, into the... Oh, my God. God, dude. Such a good movie. It they, is. They fuck Stuntman Mike up. Those gals are I want to watch badass. that movie again. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Was it Rose McGowan? That's the one who's... Mm, no, wait, what's the... That stunt lady that he puts in all of his movies... Who has had like a quick little flash in Quentin Tarantino? The Australian girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's in. Uh, hold on. 
she she is in all of his movies. I wonder what her relation to him is. Zoe she, Bell. She's just a stunt woman that he really respects. Is it really? A lot, yeah. Because I remember. I mean, plus an actor. But she, yeah, she <clears throat> she's stunts in, I'm pretty sure, all of it. Yeah, movies. because in Hateful Eight, she's Six Horse Jenny. Um, oh, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nice. Very nice. Kate Blanchett's stunt double in Thor Ragnarok. Zoe Bell is fucking badass. Because I remember, I, I remember in, uh, um, I think it was the Conan O'Brien and Quentin Tarantino doc or, or interview where they talk about stunt people. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, I can't remember if it was Quentin or Conan, but he, this may be a completely different interview. So fucking don't quote me okay. on this. But Conan O'Brien's basically like, yeah, I find, uh, I have like a sense of, uh, of pride when the stunt people let me come and hang out with them and eat lunch with them yeah. because they're like they're just way cooler than we are and I was like yeah that makes sense that's cool <laughs> yeah fuck yeah dude uh so you're gonna go second yeah because I'm gonna go first I have I don't remember who went first last I time. don't either but it doesn't What'd matter we even cover rainbow gathering rainbow yeah. stuck yeah I think I you went, went last last yeah you went last okay time. cool yeah. so that works out cool that does work out that was a good episode <clears throat> that was a good episode I like that one a lot it was honestly. really good homestuck is crazy it's intense dude it's fucking I, and now unreal. now that I've primed my brain and see it and whatever I see all the time comments on reddit still referencing Re it. It, it I had no idea it's, it I was like, like I, said, I was ignoring these all it's this the time. internet's first masterpiece it's like it's everywhere you can't miss it uh, but this the, what I've got today I think you will I think you will um I'm not gonna tell you where I got it because I I haven't told you what it is kind of want you to look anything up about it it blew my mind when I I'm um, excited for the time that this happened it blew my mind so so okay. I'm covering <laughs> vocaloids. And I'm going to apologize preemptively for my pronunciation because a lot of this is Japanese. Nice. I looked it up, how to pronounce the stuff, but I also smoke a lot of pot and forget stuff. That's so, fair, you too. Know, yeah. It's just relatable. Just gonna, it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it's, it's not very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So, do you know anything about it? Have you even Fuck heard no, of it? I don't no. Know. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I don't know how I found it. I think I saw it. Maybe in that one TikTok you posted to get people to give us ideas, and someone mentioned it. Okay. It's just on. It was on my list. I yeah. don't know where I grabbed it. Um, and I've like pretty much never heard of any of it. Uh, so the Vocaloid One is a software that came out in 2004 under the official title Frequency Domain Singing Articulation Splicing and Shaping. Dude, that's a name. Banger. That's certainly a name. Yeah. That's sell. Uh, it started in d development in 2000 at Yamaha. Under the code name Elvis. Nice. And it wasn't turned into a full project because uh, the tech just wasn't there yet. Yeah. In 2003, the full project was announced, and they created it under the name Daisy for the song Daisy Bell. Do you know why, what that is a reference to? No. Um, have you ever seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? Yeah, yeah. When Hal's getting shut down, he sings that song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a cool little thing because... This is a software to to mimic a human voice as a song. And I remember I was like, that song also has some other kind of significance as well. Um, the first computer to ever yes. sing a yeah, song. That's why, that they, song. that's why they chose that oh, for okay. Hal, too. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like him reverting to his baby state. Yeah, okay. Because the whole theme is the turning into babies in that book. Or in the movie. The book, book explains it way better. The movie yeah. is inscrutable. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. I love it, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I thought that was a cool name, but they had to change it because I guess that song is still under copyright or something, Not so surprising. they had to change it to Vocaloid. Um, some people think that a lot of these voices are based are created entirely from scratch, but they used 
specific vo- voice providers for the bass notes and songs. Yeah. But um, at the time when it came out, the, it had like no competition, and it was hailed as like a technical achievement because it, it was really unique. No one had really done anything yeah. like that. Um, so, but yeah, it's a digital voice to create music with. Uh, it started with two editions, Leon and Lola. They were designed for soul music. Um, they each came with box art that's kind of like their humanoid persona, although on some of them, the box art isn't indicative of their humanoid persona, which is a drama that we'll get into. Okay. Um, so Leon, I'll play a little clip of his uh, on this cover of Get Lucky. This is what he sounds like. Okay. Right. So that's what he sounds like. Um, and the, oh, I was going to say that was from uh, YouTube user Voltaic. If you want to look that okay. up, it's called the get lucky cover of Leon. You'll find it. Uh, it's not used much anymore. And, but the, the voice itself is nostalgically pined for within the community. Uh, it wasn't popular at all when it came out, and, yeah, and they yeah. discontinued it, and I the people why. were like, Leon, yeah. Leon, come back. Yeah. And so here's the weird thing about this, is all of this is about a software that is all different generated voices with different made-up personas. Are they like randomly generated voices, or are they just no, like... No, they're okay. built yeah, specifically, built, okay. yeah. Um, and the fan base pines for and adores specific voices as though almost they were real people. Although to some, a lot of people are talking about just the technical qualities of the voice. Uh, So Leon was the first English voice for the series and he's based off of a, a, an unnamed black singer from the UK that they don't know. He's often referred to have the best English of the Vocaloid series, but a weaker voice overall. Yeah. So then there's Lola, uh, which was the female voice that uses a British woman from the Caribbean. It's noted that her British accent isn't as bad as Leon's, but she does occasionally have a noticeable Caribbean accent when she's not in her genre because their okay. voices are designed for a sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's a cover of Rolling in the Deep, uh, which we'll use less than 10 seconds of so that um, Adele doesn't, doesn't consume fuck us. us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. You see how the yeah, you can hear the yeah, patois? Yeah. And this one's called Rolling in the Deep Vocaloid Lola by P-U-F-F-I-H-N. Okay. Um, I don't really like it, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't no, think it sounded that yeah, good no. at all. Uh, that one, the, so, and the community is all about fan-generated content. Yeah. That's, all, that's it. Because yeah. the software, for the most part, the company that makes the software doesn't create the content from it. They're just like, this is what it can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, And um, something I noticed is there's a lot of fan versions, and a lot of the difference comes to how the voices are tuned because you can play Tweak with everything. the sounds and everything and make them sound a certain way, and nice. some people are better at that than others. Um, and So there is – let's see. I had another one here that was supposed to be better tuned. Because it didn't sound a little so... Oh, yeah. So, it doesn't sound perfect, but it's, like, a lot closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
I think if I heard that without knowing, I would think something was up. But I'm like, I, I wouldn't this go could be a that person. it was a computer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like the one, the top comment of that video called Vocaloid Lola killing me softly with his song. They said that they thought it was Lola's voice provider, which I think is exaggerating, but it does sound more like a person. So they can really do a lot of different work because that was the same voice yeah, as yeah, the yeah. deep cover, Rolling in the Deep. So V1 is hailed as a technical achievement uh, with no near, like nearly no competition. Um, there was, of course, the early 2000s new technology pearl clutching of... Is this going to replace people? Yeah. <laughs> Every time, Is music going to go away? Yeah. No. All our pop stars uh, are going to be I'm animated. like, you listen to this music and you're like, dude, Adele's done for. Yeah. <laughs> Gunning for your Adele's job, God Taylor Swift. Adele's God-tier pipes. Yeah. You know, like, nah. Um, and, you know, some people are like, can it steal people's voices? Can they make these samples or whatever from these art? Nah, not really. And um, is it even useful what kind of moronic, useless question yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah, honestly. Shut up. Yeah. Who would, like, what like, are we going to do with this? Who would listen you to aren't this? the guy. Yeah. <laughs> who would listen to this besides a niche like group of people? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then that being said, all of that like achievement aside, it didn't sell a lot at first. Um, like I said, it was kind of derided as a useless toy by some, and others blamed the British accents on its performance. Which, okay. Wow, what a dig. Yeah. But, ugh, it's just, the it's, fucking how accent ruins everything, um, Eight months later, the first Japanese Vocaloid called Miko was a huge I was about hit. to ask about that, because I, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. In this Japanese interview that I found, and I had to do a lot of this research on Google translated entire Japanese articles, so who knows. Uh, Miku's uh, like stupid so, popular. Yeah, in yeah. the Japanese interview I found, they said at the time that 1,000 sales of a virtual instrument, which I think that might be a translation thing, but yeah, maybe yeah. what how they refer to yeah. Vocaloids, um, a thousand sales would be a hit, and Miko sold at three thousand. Yeah, so she was a huge <clears throat> deal at the yeah. time, and this was like you know two thousand and four, basically. Um, Leon and Lola, if I remember correctly, sold less than a thousand, and uh, the first male Japanese voice was released uh, about a year later in 06. It was not a hit at all, and it only sold five hundred units. So. Uh, Vocaloid 1 was the digital reconstruction of the human voice, where Vocaloid 2 was based off of vocal samples and supposedly had a better interface. This came out in 2007, and that's when Vocaloid really took off. Yeah, And then Mika was kind of part of the wave of the transition to V2, and they made a whole slew of voices. So uh, maybe it was Mako. Maybe I was pronouncing her name wrong, because there's M-E-I-K-O, who I was talking about first. You're thinking of Hatsune Miku. Am I? Yeah, and she was the voice that really blew up. Oh, okay, yeah, that's who Huge. I... Yeah, I... Because I know who she is, and I yeah. didn't even know she was a Vocaloid. <clears throat> oh, really? No, so you yeah. Didn't I, she wasn't no, a real person? I didn't... Well, Bro- so I knew she wasn't, like, a real person, but I didn't know that, like... I thought her... I thought it was like the gorillas. Like she was oh, an animated right. person and someone was just singing over right. her. And voice. it's not yeah. like that. That's crazy. Which I think is really weird. Yeah. Um, it's voiced by Saki Fujita, who was a voice actor for a bunch of animes I've never heard of. Nice. I, I don't yeah. think any of them were hugely popular. Yeah. Uh, here's one song you can What's hear. What's his name? H A T S U N E and then M I K U. Uh, here is a song that had three and a half million views that, that uses the Hatsune voice. Or Hatsune. <laughs> 
I'm not a metal. I, I it's very. <laughs> I, I get the appeal. It's very auto. It sounds hyper pop. Yeah, yeah. You ever heard hyper pop yeah. like the Friday hyper pop? Yeah, remix? or some like some nightcore, like yeah. which is just that sped up shit. But, I like, am not about it. And the videos are often really similar, and there's a reason for that. But the, they're very flashy. They use tons of cuts mm-hmm. and text screen efforts. Yeah. or effects. Um, and tons of close-ups of the actual character. Yeah. It's often animated with a software called Miku Miku Dance that was created as a promo for Vocaloids. And that's why oh, nice. so yeah. many of them look. It, like, makes a model of the the Vocaloid that you can, like, move around. Oh, okay, and that's cool. how they make the dances. A lot of weird, complicated legal issues about the distribution of these um, images and the videos. But I don't want to get into it. So, listed as 16 years old... Five foot two and ninety three pounds for whatever reason. Her personality was left a blank canvas. Uh so she was huge with the Dujin community, the or the otakus, mm, like yeah, the, yeah, uh, ultra yeah, nerds, yeah, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh this was like big for visual and musical artists because the you know the weaves were all about it because they could make the cool art mm-hmm. or body pillows that they fuck and or, and then the people who like music could use her voice porn and also fuck the body pillow. porn <laughs> uh, and porn yeah uh, they came out right when this popular Japanese sharing site had come out called Nico Nico Duga. And it's like YouTube, but the chat scrolls over the video. Oh. And I'm like, dude, if you saw this video and you're listening to this video, music yeah. and then you're watching this chat, I'm like, this is the most aggressive yeah. overstimulation yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. Incredible. Just crazy, like, flash. Yeah, just, dude. Yeah, epilepsy warnings if you want to look into this. Uh, she won tons of awards. I'm not even going to list them because most of them, nobody knows anything about anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, but she sold 60,000 copies. Damn. And it's like, I don't know, there's really no way to convey the success of a digital software to people. Yeah, it's you know crazy. I mean? You yeah, don't yeah, get yeah, it, you yeah. know? Like, it just sold a lot and that was a big deal and I guess people don't steal it that much. And, so. it, and it's also, it's just hard to kind of convey that too because it's like... You're, it's all this, scale. This product of like nothing. There's nothing physical you can hold. There's nothing like that. Like, yeah. and it's not like Photoshop where you know a million. You can create yeah. like your own. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. So the Vocaloid world has expanded into a huge business now. They've got the classic Coachella style, full on holographic concerts, massive fan fictions about the entire Vocaloid world. Nice. Tons of art projects, huge in the club scene. It's, it's you know, it's a big thing. Yeah, I, I, search, I Google searched Vocaloid and looking at the pictures, it's like full Vocaloid lineup. And I was like, damn. I will fucking... say it's primarily an East thing. The yeah. West is not about it. And I've even seen threads re- like about how vocal Western Vocaloid fans are annoying, yeah, and, and they think they're too PC. Which oh my god, but. I could I could see how like I will say for what it's worth, the West is really good at resisting like very, for lack of better words, robotic shit. Like it's very much that's true. It's very much embraced that's over across this across the pond because like that's just like. They're like we are techn- we're the technological fucking advanced place. Like we will embrace this and see what it's like. The West is like traditional values. They're not you're not gonna fucking sing robot lullaby. Yeah. I never let yeah. a robot near my. Ain't house. no way a T nine thousand singing into my ears, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. want robots, dude. dude. I want robots. Although so that bad. being said, I did just see 
a robot with like a hyper. It had like hundreds of facial muscles. Like really? to work. Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. those are incredible. I, I was like, nope, too real. I go back, go back. I want it to be more fake. Please look just like a robot. No, not I want a you to be exactly like a person. I need to. I need to question who I'm talking to. Like I want that I, kind of dystopian future. That. Is that is that all? No, no. Oh, okay, no. good, good, good. Uh, um, so that's the whole world. Uh, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. The, so let's see. I'm trying to. Oh, okay, okay. The, this sentence from the wiki is like, uh, it would kill a Victorian child. <laughs> <laughs> a user of Hatsune Miku and an illustrator released a much viewed video in which Hatsune Miku, a super deformed Chibi, which is the anime style. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know chibi. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chibi. Is that right? Uh, that's that's how I've said okay, it. Never whatever. got never sure. got to never got corrected. Um, super deformed Chibe Miku held a Welsh onion, which is Negi in Japanese, which resembles a leek, and sang the Finnish song Levin Polka <laughs> on Nico Nico Duke. <laughs> what the fuck? And it was, was like it's like one of the biggest videos of Hatsuna Miku. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see if it works. It was on this unreadable anime history website. Uh, yes, yeah, is, is a, a flash animation called Lotuma Girl. Uh, it looks like this. Have I know that. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that everywhere, yeah, dude. Exactly. Here, let's see if this works. This is the song. I don't care if we play it. It's a banger, dude. Like we can't get in trouble. Yeah, right? no way. I don't think so. What's the Vocaloid gonna sue us? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, they can't they, do that. Yeah. Hold on. Was, you want me to skip ahead? Yeah. 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 There we go. I know exactly oh. what the song is. Surprisingly, this is, very. This good. is <laughs> that, that. When was that created? Uh, this was. Let me check the anime website again. Because it was that is solidified in internet history. I've heard that since I like two thousand and six. Yeah, I've heard that for goddamn. I didn't realize, dude. I this didn't is know my it was a Vocaloid. We do this yeah. stuff. Because I'm like, oh, my God, like, te- Terry, Terry uh, Davis. I was like, yeah. holy shit, I've seen Terry Davis yeah. before. Yeah, It's cool coming back to this and finding out the story. And a lot of, like, the lore of the internet you grew up on, you're like, that's what that is? Oh, that's crazy. The part of the song which is included in that meme is improvise, uh, improvisation by a person, and they're totally random. The folk, sing- the folk singer who's from fin- Finland. It just made that part up, and that it, it's just goofy shit that everybody thinks yeah. she's like swinging a little leak around. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't, I don't like get it. Yeah, I like it. I don't, I, I don't, don't understand it. it either. But, <laughs> uh, but it's cool. You know, there's a whole Wikipedia page about it, which is nuts. Nice, nice. Um, so Hatsuna was a big deal. In 2009, they tried to launch some figurines of her into space in Nevada, but it didn't work. The ship didn't make it to the rocket. So okay. the people, the fans, started a massive internet campaign and petition to have inscribed balancing plates installed on the Japanese probe to Venus. On May 21st, 2010, Japan's space probe Akatsuki flew to Venus with three plates depicting Hachune Miku, one of which was the Chibe version. Nice. Isn't that nice. incredible? <laughs> nice. Look, this is what they look like. Dude, leave it 
That's so sick. That went to That's space, so dog. We launched that shit to me. Just like it's actually, human, it, humans are so funny to me because it's like, <laughs> it's like it's like oh, you're gonna go to another planet. What if the aliens it better be find some them? fucking anime shit on that thing, all right? <laughs> fucking, they need to know what our culture is about. It's. I thought that was so fucking funny that they made that. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Something went wrong with that thing, and I don't remember if it actually made it to Venus. So you have to read about that uh, trip. But mm-hmm. it did go to space. It was. Uh, it was nonetheless, yeah. dude. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. How many anime figures? How many anime figures have been launched into space? Probably I'll figure a that few. out later. Yeah, I, I bet. So the character image themselves are not legally protected, so people can reuse the art, and that no, was on that's purpose. That's badass. Yeah, that's badass. It, like, you know, the whole point of it is to generate the content, and yeah. I have to say, that's such a good like strategy. So clever. Yeah, that's. I so... was like giving the voices little like humanoid kind of personas because because it's easy to bond with like a voice, like like humans will bond with fucking anything. Yeah. But like, give We're them, very lonely. yeah, oh yeah, very <laughs> it, like very codependent creatures. Oh yeah. Um, but give them like a a, a face and a persona and like just like That'll something work. that humanizes them. Someone is going to bond with it. It's it doesn't matter who. It, it's going to happen. So legally, the software itself is considered a musical instrument, and the vocals are sound. So the user owns their songs. Okay. There is something in the user agreement where they're not allowed to produce derogatory or profane music with it. Okay. Yeah. Which it's basically like I you know, I'll pull the plug on if yeah, the white yeah, supremacists yeah, pick it up or some yeah, shit like yeah. that. Um interestingly, I found that Americans make up the most of their overseas sales, but they are still a small minority. Yeah. It's yeah. just not a popular thing in the West. I don't think that vocal style has ever been a big thing in the U.S. either. Like, I think we kind of associate it as, like, an infantile QT thing. Yeah, yeah, And we just don't really do it very much. Although, I just started listening to, this isn't that related, Doja Cat. And she does really cool, weird stuff. She does, And yeah. I like her a lot. She's been, yeah. she's been, and one thing I like about Doja Cat is, like, she didn't just start doing cool, weird stuff to, like, get people's attention she's been doing cool weird yeah stuff she's since a the cool weirdo fucking, yeah like since the like the beginning honestly same about like uh rico nasty and from what i've heard from super stands cardi b's been pretty much the same i love rico nasty yeah, yeah, yeah i like i, like I love rico nasty, rico nasty. Yeah, yeah i do too i've seen her live i can't remember where really yeah she was really good doesn't surprise me where yeah. was she she was crazy. I thought like you'd been like at a festival you went to or something, like a, yeah. a lineup, kind of like Grand Oh, Antor yeah, it was. It, yeah. It, I think I'll have to think of who that was. Yeah. It was pretty <clears> cool. <throat> uh, okay, so I've got, uh, are we ready for the juice? For yeah, the, let's For the hear. drama? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so from Vocaloidnews.net, <laughs> which is its own website dedicated nice. to the news of the Vocaloids. Which sounds, that's such a crazy sentence. I didn't yeah. ever thought yeah. I would <laughs> say this in my life. Um. We're going to cover Ruby. Uh, and if you're big into Vocaloids, you're going to probably know what the Ruby thing is about. Because it was like one of the biggest dramas in the whole series or whatever. Um, in 2015, they were releasing a new Vocaloid at the Anime Expo in Los Angeles. It was called Ruby. Okay. It was hinted that the voice provider had not been white because it was designed by Natasha Allegri, 
who was a storyboard revisionist for Adventure Time, who oh, created nice. Fiona and Kate. No shit. Yeah, she Hell designed yeah. this character. And her parents are Japanese and Bolivian. She's not white, so she wanted something that kind of reminded her of that upbringing. That's cool. And uh, so that was hinted. Yeah. Uh, the outfit was designed to re- reflect her upbringing in the Bronx, which was like, I mean... Well, really, it was like a like a bra top kind of thing, and like some jean shorts, and like a cool jacket with some fingerless gloves. Okay, you know what I mean? Cool. She's fucking, she's fucking wearing a New York hat, a puffy jacket, Timberlands. <laughs> <Some teams. laughs> uh, so apparently, there is a bit of a mix up here. I couldn't figure out because I couldn't find this explanation. But the company that at the time was responsible for creating Vocaloid, because it kind of changes over the years. Because Yamaha made it, but, like, other companies uh, take on different iterations of it. Mm-hmm. Power FX was a company at time. They said they were never told why the skin color mattered. That's going to come up. Okay. So, Power FX released a totally different version. Uh, it was a white lady who oh. pretty much just looked like pink. Oh. Pink. Yeah, she does. She just looks yeah. like pink. Like, the short hair, kind of got the bra top, but it's all, like, glossy leather um, no, uh, Tim's or cool fingerless Damn. gloves. And, uh, this was like more of what the original design was supposed to look like. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. more down to earth. Yeah. Still showing a lot of midriff, but it's different. But also like not trying to be edgy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and totally different hairs, totally different clothes and the skin a different shade. Too. Yeah. It started a Twitter bro- brouhaha with a hashtag called save Ruby. With the uh, original design that was being championed by the voice actor, Misha. Um, so, another person in the character design called Prince Sayo, who was offered too little money, um, gets, like, kind of involved in it. And this is really weird, because Bill is this dude who works at PowerFX, and he's in charge of the stuff, and he says, we're going to use the old design. And so, when this whole thing, Twitter thing comes up, it kind of just, like... Everybody's messages get mixed up, and one side says Bill of Power Effects yeah. made it happen. Yeah. And then because the designer, Sayo, is on that side, they're like, Sayo said you did that, but he didn't. Yeah, okay. And so Bill uh, is like um, having this conversation with Sayo because he didn't get paid enough. And uh, so he says, uh, We'll change it to the old design if you apologize for calling us racist, which he didn't do. And so he was like, um, he does this post where he does kind of an apology for yeah. the misunderstanding, but he explains what happened, and he didn't call him racist. It's one of those like things that. where it's like, you made me feel this way, but you didn't say that but like, no, it's specifically, not even... and you're like, okay, I'm sorry I made you feel that way, but I never said that specifically. And at the same time, the you in that is like the internet. Yeah. So like, not even <laughs> yeah. Prince did yeah, it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so the guy, he posts the explanation and then Bill just responds, peace. That's it. That was his email. Peace. And so it didn't seem good at the time and they see, everybody seemed kind of mad at each other about yeah. it. Um, so the voice artist gets involved and for the character and she says, you're not going to be able to release Ruby because I'm not going to allow you unless you use the old design. Nice. That's, nice. Potentially not even something that yeah, she I don't, has the power I don't, to I do. I wouldn't think she has the um, ability to do that if she signed contracts. She does have the power to potentially complicate yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, So they do kind of work it out eventually that the box art shows the original design 
and, which by Natasha, and a different Ruby concept created by the voice artist okay. who had her own stake in the game would show up when you were installing the Vocaloid. And yeah. they were like, cool. All right. I, and the just so you guys understand, the voice doesn't change for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the same for the whole yeah. thing. They're just upset that the Vocaloid that isn't real doesn't look like what they expect. And I, I, it's I, so... I get it, though. It's like representation, man. Like I agree. I, representation, um, you know, over the years... I but can't you just but, make up your own but, for the Vocaloids? But you know yeah, what I mean? but it's it's not the same thing as like seeing it. Like that's true. Head cannoning a voice or a character as a different you know ethnicity or race is not the same as seeing it on screen. And it's like you know I get it's a very niche like it's a very niche group. But um, you know back in the day when I was younger and didn't understand things, they'd be like, "Who fucking cares, man? Like it's just it's a show. This, that, and the other." But I get it. It's very important for like a community to be represented sure. in something that they love. You know, I, and I, but I will say, you know, she, they they look different. Yeah, but yeah. like, I don't think you would say Ruby. Yeah, by all appearances, looks to be of a different race yeah, or yeah, ethnicity. Yeah. So Most I was like, yeah. we're really starting to split hairs about yeah. this, and everyone's getting mad at kind of the wrong people about it because it's the internet and nobody really knows why they're even fighting. True. Sometimes uh, they just be in there to fight, and and like to me, I feel like the pettiness is really emphasized by the solution of the box will have the art on it, which is good. I think that's important. Yeah. And like, and then your art will show up when we install the game. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. do you feel better? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh, is that good? I don't know. Here's but, your compromise, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was like one of the bigger dramas with the community. But for the most part, you know, people don't, there's not any real, continuity yeah, yeah. with the the vocaloids everybody has their own headcanon or porn yeah. of it um there was actually a few different instances of a vocaloid being released as a specific language but with phonemes the sounds from a different language so uh this one in uh, what i'm talking about is was korean and japanese but it had english phonemes on there okay and that's just some sounds. It wasn't all of them. Yeah. So this uh, vocaloid called CU was called trilingual, but it only had the two language banks, Jap- Japanese and Korean, and people got really pissy about it. That's that not what tri really means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It doesn't yeah, count. Yeah. Um, but what's weird to me was people were complaining about the phonemes being included that weren't necessary. And I'm just like, okay. Like you have them now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do something. What different. do you want? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, get this shit out of yeah. here. And you're like, you don't want the sound. Oh my god. So the company relented, eventually, saying that they only did it because they were trying to push the release and they weren't didn't have time to finish the the bank, so that they agreed they would eventually make a third language bank. I so they uh, actually wanted more stuff. Yeah, and we're mostly just mad that. Uh, it was called out before it was finished. Which I never, is fair. Uh, yeah, and I also, I just, I guess maybe like I don't have that mindset of like pushing releases for stuff because I'm like, why not wait till you did the thing that you said you were gonna do before yeah, giving it to people? Ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> CD Project Red's like, I don't hear you. Uh, shut fucking. your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> this game's gonna do everything. Yeah. We're gonna release it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we started on it last week, but it's a big thing in the Vocaloid community to get really upset about. 
a Vocaloid being used or claimed to be able to be used yeah. for a different voice that it doesn't have the bank for. Which, you know, for the purpose of creating it matters. I don't I, I don't know how it works that much. So I'm like, could you not kinda just do it anyway? Like yeah, it won't yeah, sound yeah. as good, but it I guess I guess that's the point, is yeah. it won't sound as good and they're saying that it would. Um so this is also I'm so ashamed that it took me this long to think of it, but I looked up an iceberg chart for Vocaloids. It's good Have you idea. ever done that? I love iceberg charts. And that's a yeah. great way to find yeah. out the real shit. Yeah. Uh so I looked up an uh, iceberg chart about it and it, I found a few different like little blurbs. So in 2009 uh this was like one of the only instances of the Vocaloid music like being profane. Supposedly, it was a song called Wash My Blood, um, and it was where the Vocaloid Luca was a nun who got an abortion and then is worried that her abor- her periods are more dead babies that she killed. And uh, I'm sorry. I know. What? It, it, it's, it's pretty dicey, and people were pretty split on it. Is that canon? No. Okay. No, there's like, no canon. That's, uh, that's okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hold on a second. So, and that's the thing, though. The company was like, this will be good. So, <laughs> <laughs> their algorithms are all yeah. fucked up. <laughs> They're like, we should do an abortion yeah. song. That's you know what? Huge. You know what Vocaloids needs? More abortion content. <laughs> <laughs> that's none. Yeah. Uh, that was its own drama. It has kind of a notoriety in the community of being this this point of contention. But in the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter, and no one is yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's fair. So, uh, and then in 2010, this Democratic Party of Japan had a candidate for the House of Counselors. I don't know what that means. I didn't look it up. Yeah. Their own government stuff. And he wanted to get the rights. He wanted to get the rights to Miko to uh, use in his advertisement to appeal to younger people. Oh, really? He wasn't allowed to, so he just released a song that used the Vocaloid and used a different image. People got pissy about it. Nice. It didn't really matter. The House of Counselors is the uppermost of the National Diet of Japan. The House of Representatives is the lower house. The House of Counselors is the successor to the pre-war House of Peers. So they have two houses? Yeah, that's what it looks Uh, like. How many people are in the House of Counselors? Uh, House of Counselors seats 245. Okay, so it's roughly the size of our House of Reps. Yeah. But our country has, like, five times as many people, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one is uh, – I'm going to skim the surface because it could have been its okay. own post. Okay. So in 2012, an American Vocaloid producer called Crusher P made a song called Kalalini where the lyrics were explicitly based on the hallucinations and delusions seen by Janie Schofield, a little girl with schizophrenia whose parents had started the Janie Foundation to raise awareness and support for kids with schizophrenia. I don't know, kind of a, a weird thing, uh, but, like, to make without asking if that's cool, but yeah. they did it. The parents found the Crusher song and ended up liking it, though, so they asked him to design T-shirts based on the song for the foundation to sell or what raise a, money. What a, how do you... How did he, like come across that it was he it was like i don't know just on some websites like oh schizophrenia foundation okay you should make a song out of this I, yeah i don't know Dude, people's brains are wild i don't know yeah. I, the, if i was making my venn diagram i didn't think schizophrenia awareness was ever going to interact yeah, with yeah, this, yeah, yeah but yeah. here we are talking about it 
So eventually, it was revealed that the Schofield, the yeah, the Schofield parents were abusing their children with medication to make them seem like they were schizophrenic. And basically, the whole thing was a massive horrific scam started by two child abusers, and a Vocaloid producer got involved without having any idea about any Whoa, of that. Whoa, that's and, crazy. Uh, I'm not going to go any further into it, but that is a disaster. Yeah, and they were, like, poisoning What a kids. train wreck, yeah. dude. Do they, do they, are they in yes. jail? Yes. Good. Fuck them. Yes. I hope they and fucking die I there. feel really bad for the dude who was like, I'm helping. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, just gets like... Oh, he helped them. Abuse I would, their I would, kids. I would be heartbroken. I, I, feel I don't awful. know if I'd forgive myself. No. I'd like, I, but I mean, you, you no know. way you couldn't know. You yeah, couldn't you know. couldn't. Like it would be. I definitely, if someone was like, my kid's schizophrenic, I'm like, you're poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I'd never throw say the that. medication out. So, <laughs> 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 you'll be way better now. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, that's like our what, our fourth episode of this season involving schizophrenia yeah, too. A lot of that in here. That yeah, crazy amount of that. It's wild. Uh, and crazy, that's all crazy. I had for Vocaloids. Nice. What what an interesting. Weird. I didn't know Miku was a Vocaloid. I thought, like I said, I thought it was like the gorillas, gorillas. where it's like yeah. just an animated the person and someone sings over it. Is like one of the only instances of a digital artist existing in the West. Yeah. Really. Oh, oh honestly, for like yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks. You I'm know trying to think I mean? who. Else. There's that one other one that I see has like three songs on YouTube and has like a huge cult following, and he's never shown his face, and I think maybe isn't even real. You know what I'm talking about? No, Who? I don't know. Let me try to find it. Virtual uh, artist music popular. Never in the West. shown face anonymous. There we go. Um, there was. Uh, was it this guy? There's a oh oh there's a few different Japanese stars that do that stars like Yoroshika Zudomayo. Uh, the f- the most famous virtual artist in the West as in an AI generated performer is perhaps Little Michaela. Oh maybe is that's that wh- it. Maybe that's who I was thinking of. Little Michaela and th- I think this one has like a. Yeah, yeah. Is it her? Yeah, okay. I think this is it. I, I didn't know that at all. talking about. Also, Gorillaz. Yes. Top five. This is digital. Yeah, not Yeah, okay. Person. I've yeah. never heard of them. That's crazy. Gorillaz, top five worst concerts I've ever seen live. Um, oh, yeah. You yeah, told me yeah, about that. Absolute bummer. Yeah, big bummer. Big bummer stuff. Um, all right. Are you ready for my fucking... Are you ready for this shit? Are you ready for... When I found this article... I like I started reading it and I was like, uh, I don't think I'll be able to. This is just too much to do. And then I kept reading it and I was like, oh, I gotta fucking okay. do this. It's good. I think this might be the best one I've covered. Uh, no uh, shit. Yeah. So I was originally going to cover old King Cobra. Honestly, but, just before you get into it, my yeah. favorite one you ever done was the ICP. One. Was it? That's you, so. It was, you, it's because yeah, I it knew was love. I, dude, it was it from was that love. was from the heart, and I, and I don't think one. this might not top ICP because it's not from the heart. But like this is it will be a okay. good contender. Cool. Because I like that you said that because someone else messaged me one day and was like, was like, yeah, I'm just gonna listen to the uh, Juggalo whatever po- uh, episode of the Juggalones, podcast. Yeah, Juggalones, yeah. and they were like. They were like, when you talk from like memory in the heart, they're like, it's 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 totally different. And I was like, yeah, I, cause I'm a you rehabilitated loved, juggler, yeah. dude. I, but I love ICP. So I was gonna talk about old King Cobra, but it just like didn't feel right to do that because when we cover odd individuals on the internet, we're our goal is to not make fun of them. We are we are just bringing yes. attention to them, their their fan base, or what they were doing. But we never want to make fun of anybody that's not what this season is about. 
Um, it's to tell their story and what they're about, things except like that. Yeah, except, except for Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah, except for Elon Musk, yeah. And we aren't in the business of providing entertainment at the expense of, like, other people who are just trying to live their lives in, like, a reasonable manner. So Cobra isn't someone that would fit for this season. Like, so when we covered Terry, he was, like, you know, he was a brilliant dude, but he had played with mental illness, and he was creating Temple OS. Like, he had this whole vision and goal Cobra's just kind of this guy on the internet who is autistic and, like, just makes videos and um, he gets trolled, which is kind of sad to watch. But, like, he's he's very – it's so funny. I don't know if you ever watched any of his videos because it's like we were watching some of my stream the other night. And it was like his his moral compass is there, but the execution is poor. What's his name? King Cobra, uh, JFS. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it's like his moral compass is there, like, but his his the execution of like, because he's very much like uh, he's. Oh, I've seen this. He's dude. got like, uh, what am I trying to say? He's got the idea of things like he's very much in your like stereo like abiding by what you know stereotypical macho ness is. Blah 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 stuff like that. Um, but it's not because, like, it's like it's it's what he's seen to – it's what he observes that he thinks people think macho-ness is, but, like, not real. Like, it's not really. Like, yeah, you know, chicks before – like, bros before hoes, stuff like that. And it's funny because we were watching a, a episode or a video because there's someone who runs – I think it's a different person – runs a channel called uh, King Cobra Bites, and it's like – uh, it's like some of his videos, but they're edited down to short clips. Oh, okay. And like he was talking about coronavirus, and he was like, he was like, you know, people freak out about other people not wearing a mask. He was like, I don't get it, but you know, the mask isn't gonna stop you from getting coronavirus. It's just gonna stop the spread. But he said it in a way of like, you know, you're an idiot. Blah 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 blah. But like you just, I was like, you just kind of explained what the mask is for, yeah, but, <laughs> a, yeah. like properly. But okay. But he just, I don't know, man. And it was really sad to kind of see him get trolled because there was like a there was a video that I watched where um, someone in his YouTube stream chat was like spamming um, like oh why aren't you wearing my collar why aren't you wearing my collar because he's like a he's like a goth dude so he wears like chokers yeah, and I stuff saw, yeah but the he because he looked at it and he was like oh you know sometimes fans will send me collars and I'll wear them you know blah 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 just because they're cool. But his apparently his family's dog had just died, and someone made an account as his family's dog and was like spamming chat with that. Aww. Yeah, like that's fucking that's shitty. Fun. Are you? Str- yeah, oh, yeah, okay, you're good. Um, it's just shitty, and like I've noticed over the years, like if you watch some of his earlier videos, he's like very like he kind of has like a passion for life. There was a time where he had a job at Wendy's, and like he was just like kind of doing well, and he wanted better for himself. But as the years went on, he just kind of like drinks all the time and spends all his money on like fast food and beer and like just kind of went a little downhill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just, I, I didn't want to cover him because you know, I'm not going to make fun of him. He's a fucking guy living his life, you know, just like we're all trying to do. I will um, say that the picture on his wiki page of the is this picture is titled his hat in various stages dude, of decomposition. Dude, he, he will <laughs> I just he will, he really will find a hat and fucking wear it, to uh, the wear it yeah. till the wheels fall <laughs> off. Um, look up. Let me see if I can. This various up. stages of decomposition. Look up uh, King Cobra hair dye because there's a video where he tries to dye his hair like 
a couple hours before he goes to work, and you can tell he's going to show up to work looking like that because he puts it all over his face. And, like, he dyes his mustache that isn't there. And it's like, <laughs> it's bad, dude. It's very bad. It's very bad. But, uh, but, but again, you know, we don't – it's just not, you know, covering him would just be, like – ripping on him and that's yeah. not what we're going to do. So instead, I'm going to be talking about the video game creatures. Um so user Splurgy A did an insanely good write up about this on our favorite subreddit Hobby Drama and that's where I'm getting most of this, this information. So big shout out to them. Uh they did a really good job. Um so So Creatures is a computer game created by British computer scientist and roboticist Steve Grand OBE. I don't know if that OBE is part of his name, but I saw it in some of like where his name's referenced. So I just threw it in there, and they ref- that's what Splurgey said in the article. Um, so Steve is a bit Why of a character. I don't know. Uh, oh, no. here we go. Ob. The most excellent order of the British Empire. Oh, really? No yeah, shit. He got an award. It's like a reward. That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Steve is a bit of character. He created a one-eyed orangutan ba- robot baby named Lucy to see if it would become sentient. Or see if it could become sentient. But in 1996, Steve releases Creatures. Now, Creatures was ahead of its fucking time. Um, so, Creatures is set in a world oh called... Oh, God. I've heard of this. Yeah, it's called Albia. I almost covered Creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's... it's so, uh, Creatures is set in a the world... The Norns, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, wait, is that what you're covering? Yes, yes. Oh, my dude. God. Um, so, Creatures is set in a world called Albia, which yes. was created by a long-extinct race of ancient aliens called the She. Um, however, not all life is extinct in Albia. The, the She left behind a species of uh, Cyberlifogenus cutis called Norns. And Norns were basically like monkey butlers for this ancient alien race i'm so glad you're covering in, this in creatures uh you uh, in creatures you play as as splurgy a describes it a disembodied hand and which is just your cursor with the yeah. skin over it but you basically are tasked with bringing the norns back to life from uh from an archive of hibernating eggs the gameplay itself is pretty fucking complex um, it is. Yeah, so yeah. Norns are described as not exactly AI, but described as a life. Steve Grant said the difference between AI and a life is the is a survival instinct. So giving the example of, he gives the example of throwing a Labrador Retriever and IBM's chess playing computer Deep Blue into a duck pond and seeing which one fared better. So what made these Norns so different is that they weren't really like, programmed they were based they were based in a basic genome brain and biochemical system and norns had a requirement to stay alive like a healthy level of uh, glycogen or glycogen whatever they also had associated drives like hunger or need for entertainment if the drives got too low it would cause some major issues did you know this was lucy I've seen this. I didn't know this was the robot. I, I so I didn't know that was. I've seen a an earlier picture of Lucy that looks more terrifying. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I've seen that I had, a bunch yeah, of times. I, had I didn't no know clue. that was him. So, um, so, so these drives, um, associated with chemicals, which were pretty complex. So, like a Norn. So, if a Norn was starving, a Norn would go for honey because it was high in saturated and low in starch. So they it would lower their hunger drive without increasing their glycogen levels. So a Norn could feel full while starving to death. Apparently, female Norns had entire menstrual cycles and stuff like that, yeah. which is fucking crazy. 
So it's basically your fucking job to hatch these and raise them properly. When you hatch, uh, when they hatch, when they're first born, you have the choice to either tickle or slap them, which will trigger a reward or a punishment, uh, which will trigger reward or punishment chemicals, and this directly affects their learning behavior. So say you're they're playing with a dangerous item, you punish them, and they, that will teach them, oh, I shouldn't play with that item. Or if they do something good, you reward them, so they're like, oh, I should do more of that. So when they first hatch, they speak a baby language called Bibble, uh, and you have to spend like 20 minutes on each of your norms as they hatch, showing them the computer and reinforcing correct words and their name. Uh, and you can end up giving them basic orders and slowly teach them basic categories like toys and food. So let's say you do all this, and then later you see your norm, Billy is starving. You can type in, run Billy, get food, and Billy will go and it get food. It has to be language that he understands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like... Um, it's really advanced yeah. shit. So for 1996, dude. Dude, that's what I'm um, saying. Yeah. So if that wasn't fucking wild enough, adult Norns can be trained well enough to teach baby Norns the with minimal player intervention, which is crazy. They, you could adult Norns can teach baby Norns how to do everything, and you will have to just like reinforce a few things here Same. and there. So apparently, according to Splurgy A, poorly trained adult Norns will develop a Bibble pigeon language that is pretty much incomprehensible. Um, so if they're not tra taught properly, it's like it's it's literally like raising a child. Um, Insane. So you teach these Norns how to live and thrive in their world. It's like like I said, it's like raising children. You teach them to stay away from dangerous objects like death cat mushrooms that are full of glycotoxins. There are also enemies to look out for. Uh, there's a failed she. Uh, genetic experiment called um, Cyberlifogenus Vicious, also <laughs> known as Grindles, which are basically a mean goblin that will beat up your Norn and potentially give them an infectious disease. Um, so, uh, so the response to this game was super big. Uh, famed biologist Richard Dawkins said, "Creatures says quote creatures represent a quantum leap in the development of artificial life." Um, fucking Douglas Adams. Uh, if you don't know who that is, author oh, yeah. of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, said that he felt the game encouraged people to take up careers in science. Someone in the comments of this article, uh, someone in the comments of this post that was made on Hobby Drama, talked about how they played this religiously growing up, and it became and it became a bacterial geneticist and attributes a large part of their career to their early obsession with creatures. That's crazy. Um, so, like I... Like, it looks cool. Too. These, these, like the pictures. Like of I feel like I'm not properly conveying to our listeners what, like the the insanity that was these Norns. Because like you, they they were you could literally teach them to do things that weren't programmed in the game because they were they were learning. They learned as you taught them. I mean, especially yeah. for 1996. Like it's insane. So people were enthralled by this game, obviously. Norns were doing shit that they were never programmed to do. An early breakthrough in the game was two Norns learning to play a game of catch with each other, even though they have never been programmed or, int or intended to do that. Uh, so, I, dude, I just couldn't imagine creating this. Yeah, honestly, like yeah, seeing something yeah. like that happen, I'm like, what have I done? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, for real, honestly. So Norns would also spontaneously breed, if, but if you had them well-trained, you could selectively breed them. Uh, user Spongy A talks about how you could also engage in eugenics, uh, taking an undesirable Norn and force-feed them, which will reduce their sex drive to negative 100, and they won't breed. 
Um, so Good God. I'd feel weird about all this. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on top of creatures, there was a separate CD you could buy where you could genetically modify Norns or create custom breeds of custom sprites or, or custom cobs, which is creature objects. It's objects for your Norns to use. Um, like food that reduced histamine levels for a Norn having an allergic reaction to something. Um, like I said, this shit's bananas for 1996. I, um, I am stunned. It's, I like that you get the impression that the creator is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Honestly. And it's like, what it's crazy. Cause like, like you can have this Norn, you can have a Norn colony and it's like, okay, I've taught these how to speak and stuff like that. So you usually you have to spend a lot of time raising young Norns, but if a Norn hatches, you don't have to spend that time anymore because you can have the adults raise it. And they can learn things that you that aren't programmed, never intended for them to learn. Um, it's like they're their God own. watching us do anal. Uh, you fucking, uh, <laughs> what honestly. are you doing? Yeah, wait a minute now. Hold on. <laughs> That's not in your programming. So this was not limited to what you could do. Norn breeds and cobs were sh- so. Um, this wasn't just limited to like, oh, I created this cool thing, but you know, I'm kind of. I'm kind of uh, constricted by the limits of my own imagination or my own breeding capabilities. So Norn breeds or cobs uh, and cobs were shared across the internet and a user base quickly built up. And you better fucking believe people were very, very, very sentimental about their Norns because they were, they were basically like a lot. They were basically like, they're pets. Like they're sentient beings. How did the database thing work? So, um, Basically, you just send the save. You you could upload like you could back up one of the norm breeds that you have and then upload it like to the dad. website and then you download oh it and god. put it in your game. Yeah, same thing with Cobb. So like, oh my god, say you have like I'm gonna play this. Yeah, game. so say like you like here's a I created this drink that uh, gets rid of glycotoxins in your norm's body. Upload it to the website and then they can download it and they can use the drink as well. Um, that is. Really incredible. So, like I said, people got very sentimental about their norms, like they were their children. So, the manual that came with the game said, "Norm quote norms are alive and should be considered similar to small children. If you looked at if you look after your norm as you would a two year old child, you won't go far wrong. As with children, norms can be a bit of a handful, so don't hatch too many too quickly, or your world will be filled with will be full of little norms that you can't give the amount of attention and care they need." So, say you hatch fucking 20 Norns at once, you can't properly train and give them all attention, so you're going to start breeding this, this like, um, you're going to start creating this, like, this society of unintelligent beings who speak Bibble and, like, can't do common tasks. The American fucking, South. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so, people... Sorry to our listeners, yeah, the American South. People... You're different. Yeah, you're not like you're the not rest damn. of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people took that shit to heart. Like these were their fucking children. Apparently, so Wired did an interview with some Norn breeders in 1997. Another Wired dude. They and show this up is just as much dude. As yeah, know. I know. And this is what they had to say. So user Sedgebeer says. Quote, it's not uncommon for younger breeders to burst into tears when their first Norn dies. I even got an email from a fully grown man who admitted he cried when his favorite Norn died. User uh, Lamy says, when a new Norn is born, well, it's some strange kind of feeling, just like when you get a pet. And when a Norn dies, it's always very sad. Uh, but it's not like being ta- it's not like being attached to a, quote, non-virtual life form. Um 
Priest, uh, user Priest says, I was attached to my first two, Musa and Tao. When Tao died, it was quite devastating. But hey, I had him backed up, so now he lives on. Uh, user November. That makes it really weird. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. Your, how does your sadness even mean anything at that point? Yeah, you know I, I mean, mean that too. But I think it's also one of those things of like, uh, you know, you're the original Tao, essentially. You raised him, you taught him how to speak, you taught him how to yeah. basically survive in this world, this virtual world that he grew up in. And so it kind of like when he, the original would pass away, you're like, you know, it's like, oh, a pet of mine a- just end died. End of a time. Yeah, yeah. And, but you're like, luckily, you know, and if he's got good genetics or whatever, you know, because that's what this game was all about. It's all about, like, the genetics of the Norns and stuff like that. So that was a big part. Um, if he's got good genetics, you back him up, put him in a different Norn world. So, um, so, uh, no user November says a lot of people have complained about such a short lifespan for the little fellows. Many people do feel a little bit of remorse upon losing one of the, one of the little guys. It's no so, longer a one. Uh, do what? I, I was trying to see if you can buy this. You can, there are ways if you look at the, uh, or download it again, it's not considered abandonware anymore. So you can buy it on GOD.com for $6. Oh, really? $6. No shit. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, of course, some skilled breeders develop Norns with mutated uh, senescence hormones so they became immortal. Some breeders even manage to, through, even manage to, this is not part of the game, like not program, through skilled breeding, breed a Norn that had telekinesis. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so... Yeah, the creator of the game is like, what yeah, are they hold on, doing? yeah. He's like, wait, how'd you guys do that? Wait, wait, come here, give me a second. So, creatures, obviously, in a nutshell, was absolutely ahead of its time. Uh, but you're listening to fucking snacks packs, and if we're covering something, that means some shit went down. Where's the shit? Um, so, as always, there got, there's, the there's got to be some drama. So let's get into some spicy Norn drama. So when you have this style of game where you put life in the user's hands and they are giving the role of God, there is always going to be someone that is going to be a not-so-merciful God. Um, So in Creatures... Sorry. In Creatures, it is very, very, and I mean very easy to accidentally fuck up your norm. I, I was thinking that my girlfriend would really like this game, but I'm like, I don't know if she's going to emotionally handle it when it, when it, yeah. Devastation yeah. So honestly, I've yeah. seen her play Sims. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Um, so it's very easy to fuck up your norm. Like you don't reinforce the right things or something like that. And they just kind of like, don't understand. Um, excuse me. You can fuck up on punishing or rewarding them properly and accidentally encourage them to hurt themselves by eating poisonous shit. Or you can accidentally fuck around with a science kit and, um, or you can fuck around with a science kit and accidentally inject them with an adrenaline overdose, which will give them a heart attack. Um, or cause some like health concerns. So how complicated are the health concerns? You can look up like the the genome process. Um, it's a whole thing. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's 1996, so it looks a bit archaic. But like you know, I was honestly thinking that the um, the interface like looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it like I was like, dang, 1996. Yeah, it's for for the time. So yes, absolutely. for those who haven't 
can't visualize it, it's it's a 2D game, obviously. Yeah. But the graphics are pretty nice. I, when like, I looked at the graphics, I was like, damn, that does not, nothing like I expected. Yeah, like, be. really good uh, resolution. It's like that era of, like, putting kind of, like, like hyper-realistic esque looking stuff into a game that's still pixelated like you know how mortal Kombat put like the actual yeah. characters yeah 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 yeah. Uh, f- yeah it does look really good and uh it's like a it's kind of a side to side scrolling kind yeah. of game yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I- i'm trying to think of what this would remind me of i mean it kind of reminds me of like you know fucking like it, mario and stuff cuz it's just side scrolling it's it there's really no reminds 3D. me of like the like the only thing i could think of are like old nes games yeah or like streets of rage yeah, and stuff like yeah, that exactly. yeah yeah absolutely man um so splurgy a talks about a breeding mishap where you give your norm a genetic disorder that can't metabolize chemicals so they develop a condition known as ohss or one hour stupidity syndrome where the reward hormone or uh, the reward hormone or the turn left hormone slowly builds in their brain and they end up just endlessly obliterating themselves into a wall or forget to eat cuz they feel fantastic which kills them dude okay so this is incredible i found what i told i googled almost exactly what you said it didn't there's this website called alanzaconi.com and he's a, a a, like a programmer yeah. for neural networks, and he, it's called the AI of creatures, and he's like analyzing no shit, really. how they created. Uh, dude, it's insane. Yeah, dude, look at this. This is like the setup of the neurons. It yeah. says controlled by what we we would call today a four layer neural network consisting of nine hundred and fifty two neurons and around five thousand connections between them. In nineteen ninety six, I'm dude. Um, it's, Imagine it's if easy. Steve or if Terry got his hands on. This. Oh my god, that would be fucking <laughs> Temple OS. Temple OS could yeah. learn from you. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. So um, it's so safe to say cool. Steve Grand was very much ahead of his. You know, he was. They have neurons he was and everything. Yeah, and they're like, like I said, they are based. They are as close at the time you could get to like. A human AI, as you, I would imagine you could, and I, at least a fucking yeah, video and game. I would say a video yeah, game, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So this um, is cool. I'm gonna have to read this article, dude. I it's told really you, long. it's fucking insane. So where was I? Um, blah, 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 blah. so we just talked about one hour stupidity syndrome. So there were intentional quote ethical concerns early on. People using hack genetic modifications that created like a Norn-Grindle hybrid known as the Green Norns that would sometimes turn out as evil Norns and they would spread disease and beat up other Norns. Or people would do, quote, wolfing runs where they would hatch a bunch of Norms and just leave them be and see who survived. Uh, Whoa. And let me tell you, players Hunger. players are not happy about that shit at all. Hunger they Games. Were, like a, you, or no, uh, shit, what's the island? What's that one called? The kids on the island? Battle Royale? Nah, well, kind of. Yeah. The book... That everybody references Lord of the Flies. Oh, Lord of the Flies, yeah. Lord yeah. of the Flies. That's a good book. So what, also, I, what I would be weird to see play out yeah. organically. Mm-hmm. I need you to understand, and you listening to understand, going into what I'm about to tell you, the creators, I mean, the, the people who play creatures think of their norns as children. They think of them as, like, real life, like, pets, essentially. They are very sentimental about them. They are very caring and loving. Like it's it's like as if someone walked into my apartment and like kicked my cat. Like they they get real real hyphy about their norns. So Okay. 
Our first actual Norn torture post shows up as a troll post on alt.games.creatures called, quote, Do You Beat Your Norms? Posted by a user called Nornbasher. The post reads, Uh-oh. quote, <laughs> Do you beat your norms or do other things to terrify them or terrorize them? Come on, I know some of you must have some worlds dedicated just to pain for the little devils. I have all kinds of norns for the hamsters if they want what's left of their mangled little bodies. No, I don't mean this. Uh, no, I don't mean this as mean as it sounds. Hey, you have to know what the limits of a Norn's body and psyche is to help uh, to help the Norns you love. Yes, I have a normal Norn world too, but I also have one in which some Norns are tortured for the betterment of others. But I would be willing to send the H A N N group. Um, I can't remember exactly what that was. The hand group, some of my Norns, to see if they can be rehabilitated. Email me if you have. Uh, email me if you also have worlds like mine. I'll keep your email secret, and by all means, send me some of your tortured norns. We can trade. Um, so, as you can imagine, people were not fucking happy about this. They were pissed. So, people responded with the following. Um, these are some of the uh, comments that this user got for posting this. Quote, I'll get you at night while you were sleeping, and I'll ram your sick mind through your nose and down your throat while it's on fire. Not to mention I'll ram, ram burning incense in your ears while I'm screaming, quote, Norn stop Norn bashing do. <laughs> another one, uh, I'm getting a group. Chill out. Yeah, that, take it easy. Yeah. So another out. guy said, another user says, I'm getting a group together. We're going to remove some crucial parts from this guy so he can't have children. Uh, another comment, uh, you... Uh, parentheses and anyone else torturing Norns are not invited to download any of my Norns from my website to use in your torture worlds. They are for good people. Sorry, uh, I was I was trying to look at. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, they are for good people of this news group who are mature enough to give them proper care and attention. So, with all this drama sparking. Oh with, wow! So, what? okay, so I've been kind of following the wormhole of yeah. the AI of yeah. it. So that dude made a video that has 30,000 views and it's 23 minutes long. You should definitely check it out because his research is super good. It's called The AI of Creatures by Alan Zucconi. Okay. Someone in the comments said the way that Steve, the creator, yeah, yeah, explained yeah. the in- Norn instincts is that when Norns sleep, they simulate performing that action in their sleep and then they learn from the action. That's fucking crazy, there. dude. Like, 1996. Dude. Dude. Like, if you read about it, so... And he was limited purely by the tech of yeah, the time because yeah. he was saying, like, to actually have all four sensory inputs have connections for the neurons, I'd need a million connection points, and I can't do that with yeah, the data. Yeah. Totally could now. Yeah. Come on. I want to see creatures I would, now. I, I want to see creatures be back now, on. dude. Fuck yeah. Check. I'm going to watch this video later. I know. So in the Reddit post, there was a, uh, I guess his, there was a video of on Kickstarter of him and, like, him trying to kickstart this new creation. I don't yeah. think it's yeah. I don't it's, think it's it's, good. it's something. But else. he was sitting there with this weird fucking robot. With the Did you see that? Robot? No, 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 no. This was a new one. Oh no. Um. So, well, hold on. Let me find it. I'll show it to you. Give me a second. Uh. Let's see. Steve Grand. Kickstarter. Life after Kickstarter campaign. Hold on. Where the fuck is it? I saw what you're talking about. I can't find it now. That's not what uh. Steve Graham, Kickstarter, Creatures. I'm going to play this game. It seems really cool. 
You should play it. That'd Dude, be good I can, for your yeah, Twitch content. I need to I, cross promote the podcast. I need to uh, see if I can get you can, it on my. I saw PC. the download. Yeah, I bet. I don't know if you would. I don't know if Windows 10 would be backwards compatible. That's with a 7, that's exactly what. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to set up a virtual machine to run. It. Um, hold on, let me show you. I'm this gonna robot. read this fucking paper. So, what was the guy's name who created the game? Steve Grand. Okay, so he wrote a paper called Creatures, Artificial Life, Autonomous Software Agents for Home Entertainment. Um, and it says this paper gives a technical description of Creatures, a software package that provides a simulated environment which exists a number of synthetic agents that a user can interact with in real time. And he goes into, like, the real tech of how he made it. It, it, it is fascinating. It um, is so cool. So in the, the Reddit article, the last... The last edit to the article says Steve was last heard from on Kickstarter developing a new form of life with actual imaginations called Grandoid Grandroids. Yeah, he um, didn't. Resp- I saw that he hasn't posted anything about that since. Yeah, August. this was two April two thousand eleven, and this is like the robot he's hanging out with in that video. You uh, just know that dude's on another dude, level. Dude, he he's uh, not like sitting us. down and talking to him would be quite interesting. I, I let's get him on the show. Uh, honestly, yeah, let's reach out to I Steve. would fucking I would love to talk to Steve. So, um, as I was saying, um, that one user was like, "You're not allowed to download any of my Norns for your torture worlds," you know. Which okay. Um, so this Norn bashing post attracted the attention of a U.S. Navy officer known as Anti Norn. So Anti Norn kind of like got his rocks off on this troll post. He was the response that came from it. He fucking ate that shit up. He was like, "This is amazing. Love everything He's the about angry it." of Norn. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I, it's exactly who I was thinking of yeah. when I was typing that. I was like, "This is fucking angry all over again, dude." <laughs> that so, guy's a legend. Oh, an absolute. I will legend. remember his username forever. Mm. <laughs> Such a good username too for what Absolutely. he did. Yeah. So it really, really, um. Tickled his fancy. So, Anti-Norn hath grown weary of this community and their bullshit posts about cutesy romances between player norms and uploaded cobs that ensured their norms always felt happy and never experienced pain and suffering. It pissed him off. Because he said that he felt, um, uh, he said in the article, Spurgy says talks about him and says that he basically felt that that side of the game had been fully explored. There was nothing else like all the constant happiness, constant joy, never, you know, uh, never, you know, experiencing suffering, whatever. So what does he do? He creates a Norn called Slave and offered her up for download. Yeah. Already I a bad don't like start. that. I don't like the name. But uh, so Anti Norn had created, had trained Slave to refer to the player hand as God. And this is what he had to say about her. After I created her, I started hitting her constantly for about five minutes. Then I taught her all the words so it would be easier to make her scared of her surroundings. After okay. she knew all the wor- all the words, I placed her in a small area surrounded by the FF Cobb Cob and five Grindles. I left her there for about 20 minutes, beating her when she attempted to defend herself from the oh Grindles. After she was sufficiently traumatized, I put her back in the garden. In the garden, I, for- I forced her to get look, push, and pull everything around her all the time, constantly beating her. I made her fear running so I wouldn't have to deal with that little problem. Uh, Parentheses, you fellow torturers out there know how annoying it is to chase them down once they get away. I also forced her to eat weeds, rewarding her when she did. So at the time, so at the time I exported her, uh, she's a quivering mass of fear. 
She might Holy eat shit. if you're lucky, but she probably won't survive long enough for food to do any good. You can down her, download her by clicking the, the the clicking below. Have fun. I know this is a virtual thing. They're not real, but it's reading dirty. that made me feel like made me feel bad. It's I was r- like this, like this makes me upset. I'm like, like to write out, I created her and then beat her. For yeah, five minutes. yeah, I'm like, it's oh god. If I was watching my friend, do yeah, that, I'd be like, I'm like dude, you're why a fucking are you psychopath, that? dude. Like, I was like, I don't know if we can be friends not anymore. Fun, dog. stop. That's horrible. So in this in the post, he also links a thirty second clip of Slave Norn getting beaten to death by Grindles. Um, oh, I bet so, that was a huge yeah, success. So boy howdy, um, did this not go over well? Um, people were fucking pissed, and they were most of all horrified. Uh, right off the rip, Anti Norn started getting death threats, which included threats of castration, injecting his eyeballs with hydrogen peroxide, things like oh, that. Look, I got some y'all hit. are out. You're wrong. So the Wayback That's Machine, wrong. yeah, the Wayback Machine has uh, this archived. He's he made a post called "Emails I Received." As you can imagine, I received quite a bit of emails since opening the site because he created his own like. Because the Norn, like, all Norn-associated websites were, like, in a ring is what they were called, I think. So he had his own where you could download Slave Norn or whatever. Um, he said the large majority of it has been hate mail, flames, mail bombs. Below is an example of the type of email I have to look forward to every day. Um, subject, a nice little comment on your site. <clears throat> says, if we, two, if we two are ever going to meet, the following will happen to you. I will chain you to a wall and kick and slap your ugly face to a bloody mess. Then I'm going to get my friends to uh, to trash until you are sufficiently traumatized. Then we'll inject you with painful chemicals, making you cling onto your miserable life. We'll starve you until you almost croak. We'll trash you some more with chains and knives. If you're still alive, we'll kick you out in your own little sick world again. Then you'll have prep. Then you'll perhaps know how the little innocent defenseless Norns feel when you abuse them. wrong. P.S. I got lots of friends that will pester you with hate mail and flame you too hard if you don't redeem yourself. I'm like, just think about what you're saying. One guy is doing this this to a computer Yeah, yeah. yeah. So another one says... uh, You're talking about doing that to a person. So um, this subject gives you little, this email is in all caps. If we ever meet, I swear to God, I'll beat the living crap out of you, torture you by whipping you, shove red hot chili peppers down your miserable little little throat, inject you with poison, kick your ass, but all these curse words are like like censored. They censored their curse words in this email. Um, And then... Doesn't hit the same. Doesn't, My dad used to get... He's a really angry person. He voice text me swear words, but he didn't know how to change the setting to unasterisk Nice, So I was like, this isn't hitting. Yeah, this is... It's not not the same trauma. Um, So, so, and then they say, I'll kick your... uh, Inject you with poison, kick your ass, punch the hell out of you, and they they censored hell for some reason. Surround (laughs) you with vicious beasts and leave you in your freaking chamber to die a long, slow, horrible death. Got it, you lousy, no good bitch or bastard. No, sorry, bastard. It's it's uh it's asterisk. So, um, let's see. We'll read uh um. Someone said, the subject psychiatrist, 
you have problems, you need to seek professional help. I'm glad you posted true, this site. It's, it's true. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That person, like, yeah. to make this, you're yeah. a weird fucking dude. He said, I'm glad you posted this site. It's the quiet ones I worry about. I hope they leave your site up so it warns everyone out there that people like you are lurking around. On a side note, my mother heard about your page and recommends that, you, uh, that your game be taken away. I don't agree. Uh, it keeps you away from living creatures a, a bit longer until you get the help you need. Honestly, yeah, that was also. yeah, that was probably the one of the better emails. So okay. many of the players. That, so oh god, this is so good. So many of the players in the community downloaded uh, Slave Norn to give her a second chance at life, for lack of better words. Okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna fix they you. W- yeah. So they wanted to rehabilitate her and give her a good the good life she deserves. When Slave was located, uh, lo- uh, sorry, loaded in the game, she was full of glycotoxin and required immediate medical attention. She was terrified of, quote, God, the player hand, and would not follow instructions, and she had also been trained to eat poisonous weeds over food. (laughs) Slave was so fucking traumatized that she was, quote, uneasy on her feet and would often fall unconscious out of stress. She was very frail and fragile and would die young. Nonetheless, though, many Norm breeders were able to rehabilitate her, and she was able to breed and reproduce with the with their loving, lovingly cared for Norms and have many, many babies before having a peaceful death. So they successfully rehabilitated her in their worlds and and you know introduced her to their their gene, the introduced her to their like population, and she had a bunch of babies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, super sick, right? Cool. You were like, you know, she got a second chance at life. Well. Um, Anti-Norm was not about that sweet shit. He created Slave to live in torment for the duration of their short life. He knew... <laughs> guy has a he weird knew, axe to grind about Hold this. on. Uh, the, he knew users would download Slave in an attempt to rehabilitate oh, her yeah. and give her a good life, and he made sure that any user that did such a thing would have a big problem on their hands. What he didn't put in Slave's description is that she wasn't just traumatized... She had been genetically modified to constantly produce alcohol in her bloodstream. <sighs> and all those caring individuals who re- rehabilitated her and g- had given her a good life and allowed Slave to reproduce with their norm population had just contaminated their population's <laughs> bloodline. Their norms were plagued with this genetic <laughs> modification, and their norms became drunk. And st- st- Why are you doing They became this? drunks who staggered about and passed out continually before succumbing to alcohol-related diseases. <laughs> so... Everyone who rehabilitated her and put her in their population is just the tainted their of- bloodline. Yeah. Um, so why Anti Norn then updates Slave's description to gloat about this and rub it in their faces. Probably the update, the dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the updated section reads: "Quote the Norn just about." Every Norn lover out there has imported into the world and unwillingly, uh, unwittingly mated and created abnormally drunk children. Wow, I bet they're proud of the fact that they're basically tortured generations of newborn. That they've basically tortured generations of newborns <laughs> this way, dude. God, oh their my asses. god, dude. Yeah. So what a fucking like grand stroke, dude. Like, oh why? My. It, it's it's he fucking. It's like I admire it because the other people getting this upset about it are out of line. Yeah, it's not real. It is a software. It, you shouldn't it, it's not to real, but human I, beings but I, about it. Ex- so he uh, he says something about that, but it's not real. But I also get you know people being like, okay, you know, like that's fucked up, and you kind of need professional help. But all right, so yeah. Anti Norm would go on to create a website called Tortured Norns. 
Tortured Norns included an array of traumatized Norns that you could add to your world, like uh, like the Norn called um, Tickle Me, a Norn who had been genetically modified to associate reward with punishment so they could only experience pain, which is pretty fucking sadistic. Um, they could only they couldn't experience anything else That's but pain. Incredible. So tortured Norns didn't just uh, the tortured Norns website didn't just have traumatized Norns. It also had elaborately coded cobs such as the quote Norn crack pipe, which when a Norn used it would flood them with temporary happy chemicals before making them absolutely miserable, which would lead them to reach for the Norn crack pipe Jesus. again. So basically gave them all addiction. There was also a cob called the Hanson Machine, where it plays part of the song Mbop, and it causes any norm that hears it to feel pain, fear, and anger. Last updated in 1998. Uh, There was was a cob called the Suicide Machine, which is exactly how it sounds. It killed your norm instantly. Okay. So, of course, you know, the community is disgusted by all this. Anti-Norm will go on to do an interview with Wired titled Virtual Sadism. So... Um, it's loading. This Wayback Machine is fucking... Oh, it's Yeah, you know, it's good. awful. Yeah. It's so bad. It is so bad. Um, so he goes in this interview and basically talks about, um, so, uh, they're like, tell a little, about, a little bit about yourself. He says, I'm male, late 20s. I'm currently serving in the U.S. Navy. Been playing creatures for a little, a little over a year. Hardcore internet addict. Uh, and then they ask, why did you start the Torture Norm site? Uh, he says, well, it started after I saw a post by someone named Norn Abuse on the Alt Games Creatures news group saying that he loved to beat his Norns for no reason. His post was an obvious troll for Flames and received the sort of response you would expect. I wanted to see what sort of reaction the Creatures community would have to an actual website that consisted of pictures of Norns being abused and a downloadable copies of, of these Norns. I had originally intended to only keep the site up for a few days. That's why I used GeoCities. But the response was enormous, yeah. and I changed my mind. I saw that the Creatures community needed a site like mine oh. to inject some badly needed life into it. Plus, <laughs> it's too much of a fascinating experience to be the bad guy. There were other reasons that contributed to my decision in creating slash maintaining the site. Um, then he goes on some bullet points. 95% of the Creature website out there are cutesy sites containing heal-all, super-happiness cobs, and Norn romance stories. Everything that could be explored on the love, nurture, and breed side of the fence has already been done to death. He's totally right. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's totally right. Um, He said a stagnant atmosphere was beginning to set in. And then he says... The struggles of utopia. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, I like providing a challenge to breeders who are bored. Because, like, people, you know, would download his norms for the challenge. Like, can I rehabilitate this? That's a hell of a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Start Um, the game from the hardest point. Excuse me. So um, they say, tell me what you've learned so far with this experiment of the creatures community. He says, the primary thing I've learned is that the majority of so-called, quote, loving creatures are pretty vindictive, uh, vindictive, hateful people who lack a firm grip on reality. True. I've also learned, however, that there are quite a few players out there who are willing to learn the more advanced skills, i.e. genetics, cob making, etc., in order to rehabilitate my norms. Or my Norns. I've had some interesting conversations with some of these people and learned a bit more from them in the process. Oh. Um, and then so they ask, have you gotten any emails from people who like torturing Norns? Do they, does any of it creep you out? He says, yes, I've got, I get emails from other torturers once in, uh, every once in a while. Ooh. And yes, some of, the, some of it does creep me out. Um, 
Then they asked, do you really enjoy torturing Norns? He says, yes, but that doesn't mean the only thing I do is torture them. I enjoy all aspects of creatures, breeding, teaching, observing, and even rehabilitating. Um, they say, you've received threats from people saying they'll torture you if they ever meet you. What do you think about that? He says, it's what I expected. Most of the time, it's just plain funny. Reading all the hate mail. The one thing that disturbs me, though, is that the large majority of people sending me threats are children, 12 to 16 years old. It's a bit it's, it's a bit ridiculous. sad to actually see kids so full of hate. Um, yeah, and true. then so uh, they asked, what do you think about the petition started by Eagle Woman, coordinator of the Creatures United Tribe website? So this girl, Eagle Woman, uh, tried, started a petition to get his website taken out of, like, the, the Creatures ring or whatever. Um, and he says, I didn't really concern myself with the petition Eagle Woman started. Its purpose was to move, remove me from a web ring. I think the primary reason it didn't get more support is because of the way she promoted it. Quite a few people in the news group were under the impression that its purpose was to re remove my site from the web altogether. It didn't, uh, it didn't help her that her supporters were advertising the petition that way. There's one thing about Eagle Woman and her petition. She never contacted me prior to, during, or after the petition. What's funny is that if she had contacted me prior to the petition, asking me to remove my site from the web ring in question and stating what her concerns slash reasons were, I would have probably removed it, but she didn't contact me. Um, and when people say that, they're like, if you would have just got talked to me first, sometimes I'm like, I don't think you would have actually, like... Nah. Nah, yeah. Too I, much of a good I was response. Like, especially because... Yeah, I mean, you have all the benefit of hindsight to say what you would yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you're this guy is saying that he's been tripling down yeah, because yeah. everybody tells him no. I'm like, I don't think this lady was going to convince you with no, shit. No, fuck no, absolutely not. I so, think you would have just gotten more delicious troll material. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So, um, basically, uh, okay, that's what I just said. Um, so, at one point, Years later, after creatures, you know, everything, this anti-Norn stuff, torture Norn started died died out, Steve Grant, uh, the creator, comments on it. He says, quote, uh, He devised various tortures to make their little lives a misery, and I think he did so with his tongue firmly in his cheek and a yeah. challenging grin on his face. I was so pleased about this, parentheses. Uh, Steven all said this. Yeah, he said, I was so pleased about this. Parentheses, although I didn't dare say so publicly why no. I still represented the company that made creatures for fear that it would upset our customers because it forced people to think about whether this really was cruel. I expected him to elicit some response from the other creatures owners, but not quite such a hostile one as ensued. The poor guy received an enormous amount of hate mail and was excluded from the creature's internet community for a long time. Much of this hate mail showed a I mean, greater... Maybe just change his username yeah, to be but, a part of it. Uh, Steve says, Much of this hate mail showed a greater regard for the creatures than it did for the life of one human being. Which is what I was yeah. saying, yeah. So, Dang, Steven seems cool as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as time went on, Anti-Norn stuck around for the creature sequels and stuff like that, but... He unfortunately passed away in 2003 in his early, or sorry, 2004 in his early 20s. Um, and then who did? Anti Norn, the guy oh. who created Slave Norn. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Um, and That's sad. yeah, that is the story of creatures, Anti Norn, and tortured Norn. Such dude. a ridiculous, dude. insane, Obs just yeah. micro niche yes. of the internet. Fucking bananas, dude. And that article, the AI of creatures, came out in 2020. 
Like, oh, people really? are still talking about it. Good. It deserves uh, because to be now, Yeah, about. like, AI now is at such a different level oh, from yeah, what it was from then. What I, no, and this guy just put it in a goofy little game. I just, you know? I feel like, man, I feel like if, um, if you um, created it today... I feel be it, it would be it would be unreal. To, there's got to be something like it, right? Like, uh, in this day and age with this technology. Speaking of which, I just had this conversation. So I was telling my girlfriend about how I used to be obsessed with the laptop, the Sony VIOP. You yeah, ever seen that thing? I don't think look so. Let up. me look it up. So it was in, uh, I think, a James Bond movie, and also it was in. Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Just a coincidence that it was two uh, Daniel Craig movies, but it, it was this tiny little laptop with like a twelve-inch screen, and it's you know it looks like this, designed to be like folded into your oh, pocket, okay. right? And I was like, man, why don't we make this shit now? Because the tech now would make these things good as fuck. yeah, yeah. They do make them. Oh, now, really? And they're so cool and awesome, and they're actually not that expensive. Um, the, look at this thing. Look at this thing. It comes, you can get one that has a, uh, yeah, here it is. Has like a game, game. Oh shit. shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Right into it. It's like a full laptop though. It has like an i7. Dude, what the? It has oh an i7 and 16 sounds, gigs yeah, of RAM Jesus in it. Christ. It's only $1,300. Really? Yeah. Check it out. The GPD pocket. But what you're saying is, well, reminded me of that was like, surely with the tech we have now, we have something. You could create, yeah, you could I, I something looking at old stuff like this, like creatures and like stuff like that. Creatures, the Albion years. Yeah, I was thinking that Spore. Yeah, 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 yeah. would be pretty close. Um, although I've heard a lot of complaints about Spore. Yeah, I heard it's a uh, it it crashes a lot too. You got to constantly deal with it crashing. I was thinking of the game. I've heard of this one called Ecosystem. Uh, but it's really hard to Google ecosystem game because I just get buzzword yeah. ecosystem. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, that one is supposed to be like a simulation of the evolution of sea life. I'm trying to think of something. Oh, they, wait, Creatures Village? What's this? This came out in 2021. Uh, you see this? Creatures no, Village? Uh, Creatures Village gameplay. 2021. The name, oh, this is the name of the recompilation box that includes both Creatures Adventures and Creatures Playground. Oh, nice. And it's right on Steam, dog. Is it really? Okay. Bro, you can play this. Do a Twitch of this. Creatures Village. I think. Gotta create these little wait, dudes. Wait, Creatures Adventures and Creatures Playground. Is that what we were talking about? Is that what those were? I think so. Creatures Playground. Or at least something different. They look kind of different. I mean, they look different, but they also... Nah, these are different. Oh, are they? Well, Creatures Adventures definitely isn't what you want. Uh, Nah, these are for kids. These are kids' games. Damn, dog. Damn it. So, But I did see that other one where you could download it. I want you to try it out. I think that would be sweet. Because I was looking at the... There were people in the... um, Reddit post talking about like how like downloading the game again and and that it just has problems running on Windows 10, but I don't know. We might be able to. Uh, I bet you could do it in a. Uh, yeah, machine. I don't think it would be too hard to do. I mean, with PCs where there's a will, there's a way. You know what I'm saying? 
If any of you have made it to the end of this episode, uh, tell us if you can think of a game like this. Yeah. It sounds kind of cool. I don't know. It's just such an interesting concept, like, the to be able to just breed, like, these creatures and, you know, basically them being children, you got to teach them everything, and they, they learn, and they stay, like, it stays with them, and they teach it to other ones. It's fucking crazy. Apparently, there's a game that's a modern version, a free-to-play modern version of uh, Spore. What is it? What? Thrive. Called Thrive? Yeah. I've never heard of that. 2016 free open source game about the evolution of life. And I think it does the same thing where you advance all the way to, like, advanced. Uh, let's see. Thr- oh, okay. Thrive, yeah, okay. It looks pretty cool. Vanna won't appear. But uh, that crazy. was a good episode. That was we a good covered episode. covered good shit. Yeah, very Larry, good. And, you know... I recommend all that stuff I was looking into. You guys should check out to read about because the depth of this game yeah. is unbelievable. I know we've uh, we've talked about winding the season down. We're actually going to do it. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to do it. Probably give it a couple more episodes. We'll two see more? how we're feeling. I think two more is good. I need to know yeah. because I'm going to do the guns for yeah, the last yeah. one. And yeah, I think two more will be a solid okay, one, and then cool. we can start a new season. I think it's Please, time. So I need to find one more. Yeah, not guns. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's about that time. But uh, we will see you guys next week. Be yeah. safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. We will uh, see you soon. Bye bye. Yeah.